What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. One of them days. What's going on, people? It is good, good Friday to everybody. Well, maybe good. I don't really know just how good, but... Thank God it's Friday. It really does seem like it's one thing after another. And this week has been a very especially busy, 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 busy weekend. Or busy week, I'm sorry. Busy week for the news, and we'll get to all that in a moment. You know me, you do with what I do, and you see what I see. I am Johnny Christ, you see, as long as always is Tommy D. Hello, guys. No, that we've really got to work on that, you know, uh, intro, but we'll work on that some other time. <laughs> um, so we're going to dive right on into this because time is a-wasting. Joe Biden, presidential democratic hopeful he found himself in quite quite a little pickle having the rest of the democratic party who is running for the presidency in uh, a little bit of hot water over comments that he had said you see now on tuesday night he did a fundraiser at the carlisle hotel in new york city and he was up there and he was talking about his time in office. I mean, the man's been in office since 73. Yeah, you know, started he, off as a senator. Was he a senator? I thought He I thought was. He, I knew he was a senator. I thought he was like in the House or something, and then he went to senator or something. But go ahead. Um, I, so, I, I know he's got a long political career. He does. So he was talking about, you know, just how divided everything is. And okay. he said, hey, you know, that you got to do what you got to do, you know, to make things happen. <clears throat> he said... And I quote, because he brought up James Easton and Herman Talmadge, or um, Talmadge, I'm sorry, who were, uh, Eastland, as you all know, is was a senator from Mississippi and Mr. Okay. Uh, Talmadge from the great state of Georgia. But what makes them so unique is the fact that they were heavily opposed against uh, segregation. They were... Uh, yeah, so uh, Biden was talking to the NYC crowd and talking about, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you have to do to get things done, regardless if you like somebody or not, which he's 100% correct. Yes, I agree <clears throat> with that. He said, and I quote, when I first met Mr. Eastland, he never called me boy. He always called me son. 
and then started and and then Biden goes and lists off just every mean mean son of a bitch that he, he could think of and then he requoted and he said look we didn't always get along but there was civility and we got stuff done unlike today where when I look across the aisle I don't see opponents I see enemies because we don't know how to talk to each other therefore things can't get done oh yeah that started a political shitstorm. I'm At, sure oh yeah they were they were not happy you name it they came out and they were in full support of how in the world could Joe Biden say these type of things? My question is, is if people are now believing that Joe Biden is so damn racist, why the hell didn't they say something back in 07? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Does that not make sense? Well, silly me. Well, that, that's where we are right now. Unfortunately, the politics is like... Uh, and I hate to say it, you know, we, if you do, if you go by party, you know, there is no civility between the parties. The funny thing about it is, is that I go out, drive around, go to restaurants, go to stores, and I don't care who the person, what the politics is, or the person behind the counter. Sure. So even if we disagree, we can get a transaction done. Shout out to everybody watching on Facebook Live and also people who will be watching this later on in the week. <clears throat> so he does that. And the first person to pipe up, good old Cory Booker. Old Spartacus. Of course. Cory Booker doesn't know anything about a struggle. Okay, let's just call that for what it is, all right? He grew up in a predominantly white suburban neighborhood. He went to Yale. Right, and he graduated from um, our correction. Yeah, that uh, he went to an Ivy League school that graduated from Yale, and became uh, uh, what else? A congressman? He's yeah. a senator. Now. Oh yeah, senator. And now the man's running for president. Right. All right. He had said the following. This is absolutely ridiculous. That term "boy" is a hateful word, and it is used. In so many facets, and all it does is tear people down. We expect Joe Biden to have more accountability for his words, and he needs to issue an apology. Okay, wait a minute. I, let me see if I got this straight. Joe Biden said that the other senator was calling him boy. Yes, yes. Um, okay. I'm Mr. Either. He basically, he's so, basically being ostracized right now because... He's telling the truth, and he's saying that, you know, even though that these two senators, who I extremely disagree with because they are um, they are strong opponents of segregation, we had to put it aside to get things done, and we got things done. Okay. But they're taking that as, you know, that Joe Biden was trying to be a little too funny with the boy reference, you know, when, when, when he quoted, when I first met Eastland, he didn't call me boy, meaning, ha-ha, hearty-har-har, but instead he called me son. Okay, so he called himself, I mean, not knowing every little thing about it, I mean, I would like to know what the age difference was between... Well, and this was back in 73. Yeah, I'd like to know what the age difference, the age difference was, how long the other guy had been in, in the Senate, I mean... 
how many times have you been nice to a waitress and said thank you dear or thank you right. thank you very I mean you know sometimes people use terms well and and, and we've got to get out of a we've got to get away from some PC stuff we've got to get away from it because people are taking PC to such an extreme right that you can't make just a simple statement or a term that's been said you know what was well, and that's just a slang for a generation. Well, and back in 73, all right, I mean, let's call it for what it is, all right? The term boy, that was a racist term. That was a racist synonym. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. If it was used against, you know, uh, if you're talking to a an African-American at the time, it was considered a racial slam. Sure. I agree with that. Yeah. But it was also a term that was used by people talking to people that were a lot younger than them so they would like, like the senator said son to him right you know in you know, 20 30 years you know you people kind of forget you know he, he probably could have been his father so he may have said son you know it may have been a degrading remark to him but it yeah you know, it also was a term that was used but on top of cory booker um making comments of course you know kamala harris and pete Buttigieg and stuff like that good old bernie good old bernie sanders uh he got to talk with Chris Cuomo uh, a couple of days ago about this. Uh, let's listen to what he had to say. We all have to work with people with whom we have very different points of view. I do it every day. Uh, but I think to be singing the praises of people who were vicious segregationists uh, is not something that anybody... But he was do. talking about working with them. Is that the same thing well, as singing their praises? I'm not so sure about that. Good for Chris Cuomo. Correct. As much as I do not like Chris Cuomo, oh, Cuomo he is 150% correct. He wasn't endorsing it. You know, I mean, and let's just call it for what it is. I mean, Joe Biden says a lot of nice things about his colleagues. You know, so, yeah, he probably said some nice things at this function about Eastland and Mr. Talmadge and all of that. Not because they were segregationists. But because you have to put aside things in the greater good, and now that they're both no longer with us, you know, I mean, you can't run a dead man's name into the ground. Well, that's happening everywhere, though. I mean, it, that for, for some reason, everybody thinks that they can run, you know, a time or a person uh, the way things were at a different time without understanding it and relate it to now. We've had this discussion sure. before, and you can't do that. You just can't. You can't. It's impossible. I mean, if you're going to tell me that they need to get along, yes. I mean, you know, you've got 50 U.S. senators up there right now in Washington, um, two different political parties. Right. Um, they To get anything done, they've got to talk. Sure. They've got to agree on something. I do agree. And um, if you can't agree on anything, then nothing gets passed. And guess well, what? Well, and that's what's been that happening. is far more effective done. right now, I guess, in their opinion. That's far more effective to sit there and to make it seem like Joe Biden is cowtailing to uh, to the up opponents of a segregation. So after Cory Booker went on this big, long spiel, um, the media caught up with Joe Biden and asked him what his thoughts were about Cory Booker demanding an apology, and this is what he had to say. Your Democratic rivals are implicitly saying that you have issues talking about race. They know better. 
Are you going to I apologize like Cory Booker apologize has called for? What? Cory Booker has called for it. Corey He's asking you to apologize. apologize. He knows better. There's not a racist bone in my body. I've been involved in civil rights my whole career. Period. 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 And he is 150% correct on that. And good for him. For standing up and not pandering. Good for him. So then, later on that same day, good old Cory Booker just couldn't take to uh, the media outlets fast enough. He was on CNN with... uh, the wonderful reporter uh, Don Lemon. And uh, this is what he had to say in reply to what Joe Biden um, basically flipped the rolls on him and said, well, I shouldn't apologize. You should apologize, Corey. Uh, you know, the vice president said I should know better, and this is what I know. As a black woman in America, I know the deeply harmful and hurtful uh, usage of the word boy and how it was used to dehumanize and degrade. This is... Deeply disappointing. We waited for him to apologize. He didn't uh, until the next day. And whether I'm running for president or not, as many people today have been on Juneteenth, no less, uh, calling out for the vice president to to acknowledge that his words were harmful and hurt. That's right, because Joe Biden was completely against the Emancipation Proclamation, a.k.a. Juneteenth. (laughs) Like, which, which, by the way, which, by the way, I want everybody to do a little bit of research. Um. You're going to get a little shocked to find out which party passed the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, and we will get to that on uh, a little bit later in the show. But it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's just how it comes down, all right, that everybody, everybody's threatened by Joe Biden. So, of course, they're going to attack him. Um, And we haven't even got to the Republican Democratic uh, square off. Because there's so many people throwing their damn name into the hat for a Democratic nomination that they're all turning on each other. But I called it. I called this on show one. Joe Biden's best day is going to be his first day. And and yes. it sure as shit was. Yes, because now, you know, now the now feeding, everybody's started on well, that Well, now boy. the feeding frenzy started. I mean, if you remember <laughs> the 2016 election, you know, uh, it was the Republicans that were tearing one another apart. I mean, it was right. every day. If Joe Biden and was so damn racist, it's going to be the Democrats this time. Oh, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden, now, who's right in this? Because Joe Biden's the same person who said that Mitt Romney was going to, quote, unquote, put y'all back in chains, end quote. That was a real thing. He did not make that. He, yes, the verbatim, look it up. Yeah, he did. He he was at a. If I remember, he was at a church. What up, Soda? Thanks a lot for tuning on in. Um, it's really going to be very interesting. Um, I never got into politics, but now I'm like full fledged into it now in like the last couple of years, and like you've got these key mark Democratic players, and they're all biting for the top. You see, when when Bernie came out. Everybody and still a lot of people today are like, Bernie's got this all day. Bernie, to his own base, may be a little too radical for everybody, hence why he's dropping in the polls. And hence, like everybody just heard with that interview with Chris Cuomo, that when he said, hey, he's just talking about working with him, like Bernie, without hesitation, said, "Eh, I don't know about that. 
Like, whoa, well, that's huge. Well, what shocks me about that is Bernie Sanders has been a senator for a while, so he knows and should know, you know, if you're going to get anything passed, you've got to work with the other side, as they call it, the other side of the aisle. I would love to, like, and uh, we'll have to look that up as to what exactly has Bernie Sanders gotten passed in his time. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what, his, what bills he sponsored. I do know this, though, for all you Bernie Sanders uh, fans out there. He endorsed the Soviet Union in the 80s, light bread lines, and all that other shit. Bernie's just a little too much for me, and I don't really like creepy Uncle Joe as it is, but they're now turning on each other, which is absolutely hysterical. So we uh, will uh, have to see what uh, happens this weekend. And the funny thing is, it has just started. We're not even into oh, full yeah. campaign mode. That, that don't even start till next year. Oh, absolutely not. So <laughs> we move on, and we switch gears. <sighs> This woman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the wonderful, wonderful congresswoman in the great state of New York, apparently doesn't know her history very well. And that's okay. It is what it is. But she went live on Instagram and caused a great amount of controversy because of these comments. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border. And that is exactly what they are. They are concentration Concentration camps. <laughs> this woman, this woman right here, because of the immigration <coughs> um, epidemic, as she calls it, and for those of you who didn't hear it, she said... And I quote, The United States is running concentration camps on... The United States is running concentration camps. All right, so what I take that as, and the people watching us, tell me what's the first thing you think of when you hear the phrase concentration camp? I know what I think of, but maybe it's just me. Oh, I know what I firstly think of. But well, what do you think of when somebody says concentration camp? Well, I'm a historian, thinks so the first thing I think of is all the pictures that came out from the Allies when they liberated the ones in Nazi Germany, where the guys, you know, are just skeletons. And I'm talking about skeletons. I mean, they had people actually. Oh yeah. They actually, after they liberated the camps, had people dying because they started feeding them, and they started dying from actually being and, fed. And to you, what does the phrase "never again" mean? Because that was also a very a very popular uh, thing. She said, and I quote later on in the video, which you guys, um, I will post a link in the comments after the show so you guys can listen to it. She said, we have to make it known that never again was worth something. Well, never again means that we should not ever have that happening again. I mean, you know, the brutality of the Nazi, of the Nazi regime is unreal. Caller, you're live on Suncoast on Point. Hey, it's the good old Shane Carlich here calling in. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Is that you calling from uh, Texas? Yeah, you got me. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. So what's up, buddy? Uh, not much, man. I'm hearing y'all talking about the whole AOC thing right now. and uh, Absolutely. All my work. And, uh, and uh, a lot of that spent all the shit. Cause I, I, see my, I got quite a few liberal friends myself. And... Uh, sure. They talking about how they're using like the old internment, uh, old Japanese internment camps for holding uh, illegals well. across the border. But I, one thing I got to ask that sure. ask these people that are all like bent out of shape, you know, no. 
where exactly are we supposed to be holding these people? We're running out of we're running out of room for for the the thousands and thousands of people crossing the border every day. You're right. You That's know, right. And, uh, like, are we supposed to put them in mansions, or what, are you guys are you going to take someone yourself? Like, <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, that's been my. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I mean, oh, we've gotta, you've got to put them somewhere. I mean, and, and sure. I mean, they, they just you know, it, cost, it costs money for these things. You know, it, it really does. They, they still get because they're they're getting fed, they're getting they're getting somewhere to sleep. Electricity has to go to these buildings. You know, Medical and care. guess what? Guess a little, a little, little fact that may that you may have not covered yet as uh, Obama did the same thing when we got overcrowded in our uh, immigration. Every, our every, immigration pres- every president that's been in office, probably in the last it, fifty years, sure. has had to have do something. It, with, it's with a, them it's an overflow. It, when you have an overflow and you only have so many places to put these people, you're going to start using other places to put these people. We got to put them somewhere. Right. Can't just let him run around. <laughs> I most like, definitely, um, I I most definitely do agree. Yeah. Now, what branch of the military are you in, my friend? Because I know that you I w- serve. I, I was in the Marine Corps. Well, thank you very much for your services. I definitely do appreciate it, and um, and we will chit chat at you soon, my man. Uh, later, brother. Later. I mean, that's. I mean, he is. He is a hundred percent correct. Every president. Dating back to Clinton, had always said, "Do not send your children. Don't send. Don't don't bring them towards the border. Right. Stay your ass away." But and and, and most people probably don't keep up with it a little. I do a little bit more than the concentration do, camp, though. Jeez. You know, the, the Congress just uh, just passed a funding bill, right, for the exact same thing. So I mean, and and by the way, uh, I believe she voted for it. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, that the phrase never again is synonymous with the Holocaust. Yes. It is a hashed, it is, when people say never again, they are making that reference. But that wasn't good enough. No. You had to go on Twitter and then tell everybody, oh, well, I didn't mean concentration camps like death camps. I meant concentration camps like you stare really hard. Really? And then you had everybody under the sun, everybody sitting there in in like tearing AOC apart. Everybody from the which his name eludes me at the moment, so please do forgive me. From the the Holocaust, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center, yes, said, and I quote. Although that we are extremely concerned with how things are being handled at the border, the phrase never again is something that holds near and dear to our hearts. Do not use the phrase concentration camp in that light because everybody references, obviously, concentration camps, the Holocaust, Auschwitz, so on and so forth. Nazi Germany. Yep. <clears throat> so, and... And this type of inflammatory statements, like, like I can't believe nobody is demanding this woman stand up and, you know, and say, you know what? My bad. My bad. Well, the, the caller, but yet everybody on that side of the fence. The caller had the perfect question. The question to ask her is, okay, where do we put these people that are coming over? Well, and the I even mean, bigger question is the fact that if she is so concerned – 
with these asylums being ran like concentration camps, it would seem to me that you would almost kind of need like Congress to pass a bill to well, give to give funding to to update it. Damn it! Why the hell doesn't AOC a- mean, AOC should totally run for office? You, you mean you mean like the bill they just passed? Yeah. Uh, well, but my next question is okay. If if you are that concerned about it, then why hasn't she went to the border? Well, because I mean they do they have Congress congressional. People go down there all the time. I know. Here is the cold, yeah. hard, freaking fact. Nobody wants to go down there. They want to talk about it, but nobody wants to go make the trip and see exactly what's happening. Nobody. I repeat, no one on either side, not Donald Trump, not Mike Pence, nobody on the Republican side has ever said, we do not want immigrants. They have said countless times. It's not that we don't want immigrants. We just want them to come over the correct way. I can't go into Canada unless I have my paperwork in order. And nobody helps their case when they're going to seek asylum. They get given the benefit of the doubt. And if you want us just to do catch and release, well, then just say so. Holy crap. Well, the problem with catch and release is, okay, you catch them. You document it, you release them, and then where do they go? They wind up... Well, but, but at least that's honesty. And you can't get mad at honesty. No, but I mean, you know, I, I read a... That stat- is a great, great I, senator in Dan Crenshaw. I read, I read a... He's a representative. Oh, is he? <laughs> I, read, I, read a, I read a thing that said, uh, a story that we're talking about the amount of, you know, they were issuing court dates for people to show up to come back and they're there and what happens you know know how many people show up 10 percent 10 percent they they are released and 10 percent show up now i'm telling you so you're not right if you lock up the kids which they're not i can see that okay locking up kids is bad well they're doing well they're doing them in family units now well i get that but that's the point that i'm making if you can't lock up kids because that's inhumane and catch and release is off the table. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry about it. Hence why we have the tariff deal that that the president put in and through uh, the yeah Mexico said, yeah, "Hey, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Do to us see, a favor. I'm waiting to see how what happens with Mexico. I know they're putting personally putting, putting something on the border to start slowing it down because I mean personally, and this is my own personal views on this. If you're going to come in, it would be smart to almost grant like a scholarship say we're going to let you in you have to do a b and c you have to you have this amount of time to obtain a job you have this amount of time to do whatever whatnot and what have you as long as people are productive have at it man do you i do not have a problem with anybody coming over here as long as it's done the right way yeah yeah well my problem with it is that you know they come over here and you know they walk in and they let them go and then they never come back to do the court stuff and then everybody's all up in arms because oh my gosh you're treating them so badly okay well hold on what about the poor people that's coming in from say Italy or Greece who didn't cross the border they came through they did their paperwork I mean, right. you know, if we're going to do it fairly because sure. everybody wants it to be done fairly you've got to do it fairly for everybody and now nobody, to be quote unquote fair, nobody wants to talk about that part. Well, and well, and very and very few Republicans are willing to talk about 
just exactly how difficult it is to get a green card. It is not as easy as people think. There is a long waiting list. I did not say that the system. I mean, you know, one of the things that the new law was was more judges. I mean, they they've already said that you know their backlog of cases is unreal. They, oh, yeah. they have, I mean, they have either they need five hundred judges right now. I mean, right now if they need somebody more poses judges. as an asset, which that's every person walking this street. Okay, if you're working more than you're mooching, you're an asset. You are an asset. Yeah, exactly. And let's be real. I know plenty of immigrants. Who will outwork just about every damn person who mm-hmm. likes this damn page? I bet your ass on that, because no, I know, I they know. understand it. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I have never seen like the work ethic in the modern day immigrant smokes everybody I've ever seen. Oh yeah, they are that they put in the long hours. They're here to improve themselves and improve yeah. their family, and they will they will work. I don't see until they drop to do it. I don't see very many of them running around grabbing a picket sign talking about how unfairly they're being treated. Why? Because they're coming over here to escape something. Right. And uh, perhaps instead of, you know, demonizing them or trying to coddle them and use kid gloves, maybe we all should take a good look at them and say, damn, you know what? If I worked a little bit more like them, I probably wouldn't have had 20 jobs throughout my lifetime underneath my fucking resume. Correct. But that's just me. Who am I? I don't well, know. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, like I said, I don't have a problem with immigra- immigration per se. I just think there needs to be a better process in place. And yeah, and the the, the system's sure. broke. We all agree the system's broke, which Absolutely. which makes me laugh because if everybody can agree the system's broke, then why can't they sit down and at least you know? And we've had this discussion before. I said they've got to be certain points on this they agree. Well, bundle it into a law and pass it, and then start working on the next parts of it. Yeah, draft something new into play, and we can we may be able to get shit done. I mean, I think we finally got both parties maybe where they're starting to understand what's going on. I know that you know, the, the Democrats had said that Trump was making up a big thing about the crisis on the border, and then all of a sudden that tone changed because all of a sudden the numbers themselves were just all over, parties are pissing. Me we're off just at overwhelming, stage. and I'm like. Okay. At so, this so now, stage, they're all being freaking dicks. Well, they're they're all being assholes right about now. Come the, on. The, the truth be known, they're acting like about a six or seven year old child with their toys, and they're not wanting to share. Okay. The only difference between what he said and what I said is that his was uh, his was worded better. <laughs> but the general point is uh, definitely still there. Oh yeah. You know, kids I mean, not wanting to share. Kids being dicks. I mean, it's. I mean, it's more or less what it is. I mean, you know, I, do you know who John Adams is? Yeah. John Adams has a quote. I kind of love the quote. I actually saved it. It says, There is nothing which I dread so much as the division of the Republic into two great parties, which we have now, each arranged under its leader and concerting measures in opposition to each other, which means they cannot talk to one another at all. I they are totally Imagine that. To and this was a man that lived over 200 years ago, one of the founding fathers. So he he saw this coming. Oh, sure. I mean, that is, unfortunately, that is uh, the downside of the world in which we are living in currently. We're but, just a little too much PC. Like I said, I mean, oh, we, sure. we've got to get rid of some of the political correctness. Oh, no. And we have lost our sense of humor, people. 
again, I use this reference all the time. Movies like Car Wash and movies like Blazing Saddles would have never been released by today's standards. Oh, some Mo- of the John Wayne movies would never have been out there. Na- Motherfuckers either. would have lost a damn mind. They're like, what is that shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we switch. We switch gears from uh, national to local. And I figured I wanted to take this time to really see um, what the different crime data is. All right. Ah. Especially because everybody's like, man, law enforcement is unfair and da 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 da. Well, let me tell you all something. You all are not model citizens. I don't mind telling you. Speaking uh, of crime data, did you see the video that came out of California when they had the shooting going down? What shooting? Uh, they had a shooting in Cal- I think it was California, if I remember correctly, and the, the officer was trying to get the people to back up so they could not like get hit by the bullets. Because they had a domestic violence system. Uh, I think it was California. One of the officers actually got killed. Um, oh, of course they did. guy barricades himself up in a house, and he's Eesh. shooting at people, and you know, he's asking these people, please get back, get back, get back, and they were refusing to get back. And now, people, I don't know about you, but I do not want to be shot. <laughs> Nobody gets it. I mean, They just don't get it. it, it you know, it's a very interesting video. If you get a chance to watch it, just watch it. It's like, Wow. <laughs> I would say now that I believe. Um, all right, so these are some of the numbers based on the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. FDLE. All right, so needless to say, this ain't no mom and pop shit, all right? This is, this is, oh, Jesus, that prick. <laughs> um, nice and call. we'll go with the 2017 uh, population, which was at the time of 2017, which I can almost guarantee it's went out, uh, you know, has went up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's went out. 373,000 people live in Manatee County. Now, this is in 2017. The, the amount of total arrests in 2017 is 13,348. Okay. Now, out of those, the violent, like the violent rates, because it says violent rate, property rate, index rate. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, We'll go with uh, total index, uh, total index offenses? What the hell does that even mean? Seems stupid to me. <clears throat> All right, so they had a whopping. Hold on, let me pull up my my gimmick here. All right, total crime for total crime for 2018 total arrests 4,634. All right, so in a year's time, it dropped dramatically. Well, from 13,000 to 4,000? Yeah. It's 9,000 arrests. I'm not terribly upset about that. <laughs> I, I'm truly not. There were eight murders, 88 rapes, 142 robberies, 673 aggravated assaults, 556 burglaries 
and 2,903 cases of larceny. Okay. Ah. Larceny's theft, by the way. Now that I believe. <laughs> in Sarasota County, we had, in 2018 at least, crime index was 4,237, murders, three, rapes, 47, robberies, 75, aggravated, aggravated assault, 345, Burglary, 576, and larceny slash theft, 2,981. Okay. What the hell's the matter with you all? How, how big is Sarasota County? Well, what's the population? Oh, we will see. Stand by. Yeah, get rid of the numbers that you have jotted down because that can't be accurate. Uh, Sarasota County population in 2018... Eh, that's probably about right. Yeah. Oh, come on, bastards. Oh, what a bunch of dicks. Okay, the estimated, estimated population is 419,119. Okay. That's wild. That's for Sarasota County? Yep. Yep, that is Sarasota County. Now, Sarasota County covers Sarasota, Venice, Northport, mm-hmm. and part of Inglewood. Yes. Yes, I mean, I'm not sure. You'd have to get a kind of figure out if the counties are roughly the same size. Right. I, I know Manatee County's probably got a more rural area than Sarasota County has. I am. But that's nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, think of all the... All the hell and havoc that's been going on. Yeah, you've got over 700,000 people that's living around here in these two counties alone. So 11 murders? I mean, that sounds about right. But Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's about right. Here's the thing, though. Um, according to the statewide criminal report from mysuncoast.com, which is where we got our data from, um, everything seemed... The murders went up. In 2017, Sarasota County had one murder for the whole year. And the, uh, last year, they had, well, three. Right. Last year, they um, Manatee County had seven. In 2018, they had eight. So murders going up. Huh. Manatee County went down in rapes, so there you go. I mean, that's always a positive. In 2017, Manatee County had 103 rape cases. La- uh, this last year, in 2018, they had 88. Yeah, cr- yeah. Crime fluctuates. Traditionally, crime stats have been going down for the last few years. I mean, you see now that they've, they've had a few, they've had a few bumps here and there, but traditionally they go down. I mean, when you get a when you get a mass shooting of say Las Vegas style, sure. um, you know, your numbers change radically, but in, all in all, crime rates have actually been dropping. That's amazing. And and the numbers you quoted against the population base, that's probably about right. Now, how do you think... <laughs> now, what would you say is probably probably like the the highest murder in the state? 
Oh, we're looking for the murder capital of Florida. Um, because I have the data sheet for Jan. Now this is only January through June. It probably I would say West Palm Beach or Lauderdale somewhere in there. Now what county is that? Do we know? Um, Palm Beach County is for West Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Let's see. Palm Beach County, forty-five. Shit, man. And Lauderdale is um. That's a lot of shit. God damn. And not that. Oh, Bavard County. I think it's Bavard. Is it Bavard or Dade? No, Dade County's Miami. I know Dade. I know that's Dade for sure. Lauderdale, I never can remember. Hey, no way. Boy, I'm looking to feel that. Hold on, let me see, let me see. DeSoto County had zero. That's always nice. I mean, that's nice of them. Sheesh. There he is, dude. That's crazy. Um, it is Broward. I am. Broward, it's Broward County. Broward County was close. They had fifty-seven last year. And what was stayed? One hundred. Shit, man. That's 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 about right. That's about right. You got to you got to realize how many people live in in down in Miami. A whole lot of people, apparently. Holy shit! Oh yeah, they're they're. they're well, Miami's one like you have got to be shitting me. The rape capital of Florida, Broward County, three hundred and thirty cases. Yep, Lauderdale, man, that is that is wild. Well, now you got to realize you got a lot of tourism there too. <laughs> In two thousand and eighteen, the state racked up the state as a whole. 4,227 rape cases in 2018. Which is a shame. (coughs) Yeah. No means no. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) statewide murder, 554. That's a lot of murders. I would be hard up. I mean, I mean, I I mean, I would have to do some real... One murder is too many, but I mean, sure, you, you have to. Every every state has murder, so there's nothing. It, it happens all the time, so I mean, no, you, I get that. You have to look at it that way, but I mean, five hundred and something for, I forget what Florida's population is. It's you know about twelve million, ain't it? Something like that. Yeah, uh, eleven, twelve. Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. I mean, you you know, there's nothing like Chicago. Go look at Chicago, Illinois, and compare their numbers to just the state of Florida, and those those numbers get staggering. That is a that would be a awesome thing to find out. What what states would people say has probably the most amount of murder? It's hard to say. Most murder per capita. Hmm. 
but see, that shows you that we're not not as bad as you think. I mean, and, and nothing's good. I mean, it needs it, there. It definitely needs to be improvement here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and and I know that the the law enforcement is stretched thin, and I you have <laughs> they just got new deputies for for uh, Manatee County. I heard that. According to the FBI Uniform Criminal Reporting Program. Yep, that's where everybody's stats goes to, by the way. St. Louis has the most martyrs in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like uh, they said, cities with the highest homicide rate with 24.1 murders per 100,000 residents. Chicago's homicide rate places ninth. The ones that did... You know, uh, slightly a little bit more killing is uh, St. Louis, Baltimore, Detroit, New Orleans, Kansas City, Cleveland, Memphis, Newark. If it makes anybody feel any better, Florida's not even on the top ten list. Yeah. Yeah, Miami should be way down. I mean, they should be in the teens somewhere. I'm all right with that. I mean, shit. Um I mean, too, my too, my kid lives just outside of Detroit, so that's a little alarming. Too, too, too bad everybody gets out and does the old fist fight instead of pulling guns. Well, well, and this was in 2017 amongst some of uh yeah, I don't think they have the new the lard. Uh, like, I think they have the new data out. They, it, it runs about two or three years behind. Ah, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Ah, damn. Same thing. Yeah, I was trying to find out who had uh, Journalist Star put out a uh, pack of research of the states as opposed to the cities. And uh, Damn. Yeah, believe it or not, I mean... St. Louis being number one doesn't surprise me. I, I figured... A state like California would probably have the highest just because of its size in the cities inside. St. Louis, Illinois. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing? Chester? Well, yeah, because St. Louis is on one side of the river. You remember the river runs down yep. there? And, you know, I, I, believe, I believe they border Illinois. Kansas City's on the other side, so yeah. Right, see, now this isn't this isn't giving me states. This is giving me cities, but they got like Flint, Michigan right underneath Detroit. Yep. And I'm like, oh, man. Bad water. Bad water. Yeah, um, I don't think we... Nah, we don't even reach our first Florida city. And this is like top 30 to like almost towards the end. And it was Port St. Lucie. Which, that's weird. They're doing it, they're doing it by... Per- oh, number 19, Orlando. Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing it by... By population percentages, not oh, by landmass. No, they're doing it by huh. murder per one hundred thousand. That's crazy, though, man. A whole lot of killing, senseless, no point in it. No, oh, well, well, go fight somebody, man. Don't be a puss. <laughs> go get your ass beat. Oh, I'm sorry, not Port St. Lucie, uh, Lake Worth. Lake Worth had a total of ten murders. With a population of 38,000. They were busy. Something happened. Is that considered busy? Well, uh, well, yeah. 
thirty-eight thousand people that had ten. Yeah, that something happened. That's you know, and I say something happened because you're gonna find out that they probably had like you know, three or four at one time or something like that. Had huh. one of those murder suicide go through. I mean, the thing about the, some of this stuff is that you got to realize that you know, you didn't hear these stats twenty-five years ago with Instapress. Now you hear everything. I mean. That's true. Yeah, that is true. You would have never. I mean, the, the Arizona deal where the the cops pulled the guns on the car full of people. You know, the little girl inside that was. Oh yeah, yeah, in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, what a okay. bunch of dicks. Okay, but here's the thing about it: you would have never heard about that 25 years ago. That would have been a local issue. It would not have hit national news. Well, we should be hearing about that because I'm sorry that nobody needs to go in there and pull a freaking gun on somebody who stole a doll. The no, kids well, freaking four. Well, yeah. Well, the, the, the story the story came out later. I mean, uh, there's a lot of those situations. That a lot of people don't, unless you've done that or understand that a little bit. You know, it, it's it, you know, and we've all done this. So I don't. The first person sure. that says I haven't, you've all we've all jumped to conclusions to find out later that, you know, you're gonna go over there and you're gonna, you know, beat the out of somebody because they did something to your stuff to find out it wasn't even them it was somebody else but then you've already jumped right. the gun so well, i mean you know, everybody does that a little bit and that's what i'm talking about how we've we've lost a little bit of that that capability of being able to look at things and going oh okay hold on a minute you know have i ever done that to myself well if you have then you know, absolutely hey. all right well uh so, so. we are just about out of time but uh any words of wisdom you always seem to usually have a words of wisdom. Um, you know what, everybody, be a little civil to one another. I mean, you know, today, burn I mean, it you know, out. Try, try not to uh, try to give a person a benefit of the doubt a little bit. I mean, it, you you'll be amazed how far that goes. I mean, everybody gets mad, and I use the analogy of a husband and wife, or whatever your relationship status is. You know, when your significant other messes up and you take off at them, you still love them. Do I? Oh, well, I so I mean, maybe. you know. You know, kind of, kind of try to use it a little bit in your everyday life a little bit. You know, maybe you'll find out that you know, yeah, you can be mad at somebody, but you know, if you're a little bit more civil, maybe it doesn't explode or be such a big thing. Plus no, it, that's true. Plus, it helps your blood pressure. It does. <laughs> um, my words of wisdom is Colin Kaepernick. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> we will be back uh, Tuesday. Only you. <laughs> we will be back on Tuesday, and we'll see what the weekend holds. Hopefully, it won't be too too reckless. Yeah, I haven't checked the weather to see if we're actually going to get flooded this weekend, or are we actually going to have sunshine. Oh yeah, we may need to do that. That's a good call. Um, but you guys know what we do. We are Suncoast on point. We are the only only news source, as you can tell right now. We spent the whole damn show defending Joe Biden. Proof's in the pudding. And if there's something that you want us to look at or know about, please drop us a line or Absolutely, something. yeah. I mean, that, we, um, we're more than happy to come try to figure out things. If it stands the test of time, then we will gladly do it. But we are done. We are done. As you clearly see, it is me, Johnny Christ, with Tommy D. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great and beautiful weekend. Later.